Welcome to College Street Victory Church. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. Well, thanks for coming back to the comeback. That's appropriate, right? I'm going to try to hold off all the New Year jokes and everything. I've been warned, but you might get a few just so you know. Um, I'm really excited about this year. And you know what? I'm not like, oh, thank God last year was over. Last year was awesome. Just give God some praise if last year was good for you. If you saw a good God and you were able to live up in a down world, come on. Yeah, God is good when? Help me out. All the time. Yeah, just checking. Right on. But you know what? No matter what you've been going through, um, God is calling you to greater things. And he's called you here. Right? And, and we work really hard to make this a come-as-you-are kind of atmosphere. Um, but we're going to put some of the word into you today. So we're going to start this year off with vision, not misery. Come on. Vision, not misery. Right? Because that's how we lead. We lead with vision. Proverbs 29, 18 says, without it, we perish. We perish. So we need vision. I was challenging the men uh, this morning here at 7 a.m. And I said, you know what, guys? Here's the thing. God is calling us out, just like he called Abraham out in Genesis 15 to get out of his tent and to look up. He's calling us to do the same. We need to look up and get out of our comfortable tents and to stand up. Why? Because God's got a promise for us. Maybe it's a basketball for you. I don't know, but (laughs) you'll understand why I got this in a bit. So, you know, with the help of one of our good friends, uh, Rex Crane, we came up with this series entitled The The Comeback. Why? Everyone loves a good comeback story, don't you? Right? It builds our faith. If God could do it for them, maybe God could do it for you. Of course he can. Right? And I, I looked up one story because I was on Netflix and watching Michael Jordan on Netflix. That Man, that guy's been through a lot. He's been through a lot. But too many times, all we do is compare our behind the scenes with everybody else's highlight reels. Isn't that true? We don't always get the whole story. But guess what? God does. And he's still working. You just don't see what's going on behind the scenes. So I read in, uh, in an article of The National about Michael Jordan's career. Among many things, he was known for su- the surprising numbers of retirements and comebacks. Isn't that true? Comebacks. Oh, he's back again. You know, if you watch The Last Dance, remember Michael Jordan retired basketball and then uh, right before the start of the season of 1993, shortly after the murder of his father. I bet a lot of you didn't know that, right? So we're all going through something, and who stands by us and with us has a lot to do with what we stand for. And shortly after this, after what happened with his dad, uh, following that year, he embarked on a short-lived career in the minor league baseball. From basketball to baseball, Right? And then Jordan returns back in the spring of 95. I know some of you weren't even born then, but going on to win not one, not two, but three more championships. Come on, talk about a comeback before retiring in 1999. And after a stint with the, uh, being on the team, with the executive team with uh, Washington Wizards, Jordan announced in 2001 that he was returning to play for the Wizards. And he went on to play two more years of his NBA career in Washington. Guess how old he was? 40. 
retiring after age 40. And even though he played in the NBA again after leaving the Wizards, Jordan talked about another comeback. On the occasion of his 50th birthday in 2013, he said this, Although I'm recognized with this tremendous honor of being in the Basketball Hall of Fame, I don't look at this moment as a defining end to my relationship with the game of basketball. It's simply a continuation of something I started a long time ago. Jordan said at the end of the speech, one day you might look up and see me playing the game at 50 years old. And everyone laughed. Jordan said, oh, don't laugh. Never say never because limits like fears are often just an illusion. Limits like fears are often just an illusion. Thanks, Kat. I can't hold on to that thing the whole time. So the word comeback means to return to stature, significance, and what was lost. Can you think of something, you don't have to say it, one thing that was lost that you had to leave behind that you would like back right now? Can you think of it? It's time for a comeback. You see, here we will continue to focus on vision again, not misery. And we all know that misery loves company. Is that true? In this series, we're going to talk about the stand. We're going to talk about the steps, the stretch. I'm not going all the way. That's all you get. And the significance. I'll say that again. We're going to talk about the stand, the steps, the stretch, and the significance over the next four weeks. I guarantee you this season is going to stretch you. I guarantee you this series is going to stretch you. And your stature is in your stretch. In it, you will also find your significance. So today, we focus on the stand. Standards. What will you stand for? What will you no longer say yes to or no to? What has defeated you in the past? Well, guess what? It's in the past. Because today is about talking about the future. Are you with me? Right on. Past is the past. Now is the time to stand back up. I get it. You may have been knocked down, but you haven't been knocked out. It's time to stand. It's time to fight back. Right, Sam? I said to the men this morning, I said, there's three things, and you're not going to get them all. But three things 2001 taught me. One of those things was the greater the resistance, the greater the reward. It works in the gym. Why doesn't it work in life? So what are you willing to walk away from? And what are you willing to stand for this year? Because if you don't stand for something, you're going to fall for anything. It's time to make the best of this season that we're stepping into. Are you ready to step into it with me? Praise God. So how do we do that? We step in with scripture. We step in with scripture. We're going to go to Luke 6. You may have heard this story last year, but you haven't heard this year yet. Or maybe you read it this morning. That would be cool. Luke 6, on the Sabbath, starting Luke 6, uh, verse 1 should be on the screen. And, oh, by the way, I wanted to say thank you. We had something really cool happen in 2001, just about we, when we, we broke the threshold of uh, 2001. 
2021, wow, Matt, into 2022. Last week, we got to baptize a family from Kelowna that is watching us online right now in the middle of the week. How cool is that? So cool. And thank you, family, for joining us. And they joined us. I got a call and like, Pastor Matt, would you be willing to do a baptism? Yep. Say, where? Where are we going? So we met at the church. Middle of the week, we opened the doors. Uh, some of our worship team came. And then the family online in Kelowna watching right now. Oh, I love you guys. Watched as their family got baptized here. Isn't that amazing? Come on. We got to give credit where credit is due. Over the past two years, we've seen almost 400 people come to know the Lord. We've seen over 100 people get baptized. The greater the resistance, the greater the reward. So let's get to the word. On the Sabbath, on the Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields, and his disciples began to pick some of the heads of grain and, and, and rub them together in their hands and then eat the kernels. Some of the Pharisees asked, why are you doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? You're thinking, like, a guy's got to eat, right? Well, you got to understand, they took the Ten Commandments, they made them into 613 laws to the point that you couldn't even spit on Sunday. True thing. Look it up. And the Pharisees were so... They, they, were, they studied the Word. They didn't have the whole Word that we have right now, and they were missing the Word right in front of them, Jesus. We'll get to that some more. But on the Sabbath, you know, today is our Sabbath. Today, for many of us, is our day of rest. And together, in some way, we, we have shown up and we are walking through a field, hoping today that we're going to be fed the Word of God. And so what are you going to pick from as you move forward into the next year? Have some of you taken the time to actually think about it? Or are you living life as a first reactor or first responder? Do you have a plan because failure to plan is planning to fail or have you given up? Don't give up. God has things for you that he wants you to pick, but he can't pick them all for you. You got to know that I said to the men, vague goals lead to vague results. Clarity is power. Clarity is power. So God placed in my heart, he said, I'm still the teacher. I'm still the rabbi. You got to understand, Jesus was there. In the Hebrew, rabbi means master. And his disciples are following Jesus through the grain field. So the disciples wouldn't have been picking without their master's permission. How many of us just pick all the time without permission? No, don't, you don't have to show your hand. Picking without permission. The disciples and us are taught to do as Christ does. We pick what we do not based on the crowd, but based on Christ. I love what Paul said in, in Acts 17 when he was in Athens, and he's talking to all the different leaders with all their theologies and everything, and, and he's walking around Athens and he sees this uh, quote. It was actually written to Zeus. A lot of people don't know this. And he managed, he uses, I like how Paul was a very smart guy. And he was able to speak his language. He says, I see that you are quite religious. And then that was a compliment. Just saying. 
But in, in, and he says, I see you have this quote to the unseen God in Acts 17, 28. He says, for in him we live and move and have our being. As some of your poets have said, we are his offspring. So where we stand has everything to do with who we stand with. Would you agree? The point I'm trying to make is that Paul is describing God as not being far from each and every one of us. The more we move away from God, the more we move away from the one we live and move and have our being. We cannot properly define ourselves or our lives without first being in relationship with Jesus. Who you stand with will also have a lot to do with what you stand for. Huge influence. You know, in fighting, and I don't fight much, right? Do I, babe? We just don't always agree on things. We never fight. But if any of you have taken mixed martial arts or anything or boxing or whatever, a good trainer will tell you it's all about your stance, right? And I know I'm probably doing a lot of things wrong right now, but it's about having a good stance, stability. Most of your strength and power comes from your stance. And what are you standing on? And who are you standing with? I know if I, you know, I haven't really been in a real fight, but if I was ever in a real fight, I want people that aren't just top heavy. You know what I'm saying? Come on, people. I don't want the people that skip, skip leg day. Right, Sam? <laughs> Some of you know what I'm talking about. I want people with a proper stance. And if you don't have a, have a proper stance and you don't know who you stand for, just about anything's going to knock you over. Take your feet from right out from under you. So a teacher, a good teacher, will literally show you how to stand. Many people have found themselves over the seasons in like a, a standing in a field of frustration. Wouldn't you agree, Tracy? All of a sudden, like, oh, how'd I get here? Being told what they can't do. And Jesus wants to stand with you. He wants to stand in front of you. And he wants to show you what you can do. Not what you can't do. Jesus often stood amongst religious leaders and, and unbelievers. And in Mark 9, there was a dad that had a son that was possessed. And the father of the possessed child asked Jesus, If you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. You know what Jesus said? What do you mean, if I can? Anything is possible if a person believes. His words, not mine. You see, beliefs form the boundaries of our heart. What we'll say yes to, what we'll say no to, what we think we can or cannot do, what we think we can or what God can or cannot do in us. Only we can limit what God wants to do through us. Look up Psalm 78. It says they limited the Holy One of Israel. He called out his own people to go and take the promised land. In Numbers 13, 
Spies go out. Ten out of the twelve come back. Yeah, there's giants in the land. It's going to, yeah. We saw themselves, we saw ourselves as grasshoppers. Can you see what God sees? You know, I got Joshua and Caleb, and they're like, whoa, whoa, we can do it. God is calling us to do it. He, if the Lord is for us, who can be against us? The heart. Luke 6.45 says, check this out. Some of, you, some of us need to watch what we say. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So trust me, we're, none of us are perfect. But you got to catch yourself where you wreck yourself. Some of you need to take back those words. And you need to speak truth and life over people. And encouragement. They say for every negative thing you say, it takes three to six positive things to get it back. Proverbs 4.23 says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. What do you believe? And then there's what we tolerate. Have you ever heard the saying, what you tolerate becomes your standard? That's a tough one. Let's just look in the mirror first, okay? We're not like, what do you tolerate? That has become your standard. Do you tolerate some of your, the worst four-letter word that you might say is can't? I can't. What do you tolerate? Because life and death are in the power of the tongue, and those that love it will eat its fruit. What do you tolerate? Start with you. So who you stand for influences what? Your standards are. Who you stand with influences what your standards are. And what we tolerate becomes our standard. So I hate to say it, but some of you need to say to some relationships, no for now, not forever. I'm not saying don't love them. You're called to love everyone, but you're not called to let everyone in. And I know I could do a lot less. I need more. What do you mean I can't? I need more people that are leaning less on the worries of this world than on the word of God. So before you determine what to say yes to or what to say no to, start with who you will say yes to. How about we start with Jesus? Let's say yes to Jesus. Proverbs 13, 20 says, if you walk with the wise, you become wise. For a company of fools suffers harm. Mr. T said that, right? Pity the fool. <laughs> Thanks for laughing at my jokes. Back, <laughs> back, Luke 6, verse 3. Jesus answered them. Jesus, the word. Have you, have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He entered into the house of God and, and taking the consecrated bread. He ate what was lawful only for the priests to eat. And he also gave some to his companions. I like how Jesus responds. He responds with what is written. When we are challenged with, with what to say no to or what to say yes to, our first response as first responders, not first reactors... Our first should, response should be, what does the 
words say. Not what does the world say. What does God say? Because not even, not even what does my gut say? My gut gets things wrong. It's like, ooh, was that God or was that pizza? <laughs> it was pizza. Okay. <laughs> right? See, the religious leaders were also quoting the word. They're the Pharisees. They, 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 knew, they knew the word, but they didn't know the word. You know what I'm saying? They knew religion, but they were missing the relationship. They, were missing, they knew the word, but they were missing the way. That is why we need both the word and the way. Jesus said in John 14, verse 6, he said, What? I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. No one. And I love John 1, 1. It says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So yes, it is possible that you can read the word and miss the way. I, I like how Jesus quotes David. One, it's cool because he comes out of the lineage of David. It was prophesied that he would come out of the lineage of David. But two, David was also known for taking a stand. He stood up against the Philistine, Goliath, when none of the other people, none of the other Israelites, none of the other warriors would. You might look like a warrior, but do you act like a warrior? Do you fight like a warrior? In 1 Samuel 17, 45, David said to the Philistine, I love this. I'm going to pretend I'm like David. You, know, you come against me. With the sword and spear and javelin. But I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty. The God of the armies of Israel who you have defiled. You might have your words, but I've got the way in me. Jesus. I got the way. When you feel like and it seems like there is no way. He's making a way. He is the way. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I lean on the way, not my way. It's called thy kingdom come. His will be done on earth, praise God, as it is in heaven. Why would he teach us to pray that way? Don't look for doom and gloom. Look for God. He's here. He's now. He's alive. And he's active. So you better get active with him, or you're going to miss out on your miracle. Whew, you feel it? Thank you, Jesus. Two, scripture is stability in the face of uncertainty. The only way to face the world, honestly, is to stand on the word. And you better know it, and within context of it. Remember how I said context creates clarity? Even Satan knows the word. He tried to use it against Jesus in the wilderness. And a lot of us feel like or are going through the wilderness right now. But just because you're going through the wilderness, the promise doesn't stop. His covenant still remains. Despite our flaws, despite our mistakes, despite what's going on that you can't control, his promises remain. 
And we have to remind ourselves that we don't have to fight for victory. We fight from victory. It's already been done. It's already been won. You can just, you can name one thing. I can name a name that is greater than any other name, and that is Jesus. See, the enemy wants us to slip on instability, slip on our own words, slip on the world's ways, slip on worry. But God wants you to stand on his scripture. Anything else is like sinking sand, is it not? You build, build it, looks good, looks great, till the storm comes. And see if it will stand. But if it's built on the rock, if it's built on the word of God, the storms will come. It's not if they're going to come. Storms will come. But it will stand. So stop naming what isn't working. I'm speaking to myself, too, just so you know. Stop naming what isn't working working start naming what's always working jesus 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 i'm telling you next time somebody comes at you or tries to attack you distract you divert you and pervert you you say look what god's doing jesus give him glory jesus look what he's done jesus what i believe that he's doing jesus jesus speak jesus don't speak jealousy, speak Jesus. Don't speak condemnation, speak Christ. Jesus. Those words have weight. You felt it in the room when I just said Jesus. Name above every name. Then we can stand on the word where Romans 8.28 says that all things, not just some things, right Sheldon? All things work together for good. Hey, Danny, for those that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. That's you. That's me. Psalm 119.11, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Boundaries, standards of the heart. Then Jesus said to them, the son of man is the Lord of the Sabbath. You're missing it. He's like, I'm right here. The son of man is the Lord of your rest. I love what it says in Matthew. You got to look it up. It's 1128 or 2811 of the message. Don't just believe it because I said it. Please look it up. Jesus, says, are you tired and burnt out on religion? Come and follow me and learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Walk with me. Work. That's in there too. Don't skip that part. Work with me. And I will teach you what it means to live fully, live lightly, live freely. I paraphrase that. See, the Pharisees were taking a stand for religion and the law of limitation. And Jesus was taking a stand for relationship and pointing out that he is the law of liberty. Verse 6. On another Sabbath. I don't know what's with Jesus and Sabbath and getting in trouble on Sunday. On another Sabbath, he went into the synagogue and was teaching. And a man was there whose right hand was shriveled. 
The Pharisees and the teachers of the law were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus. So they watched him closely to see if he would heal on the Sabbath. Remember what I said about working on Sunday? Somebody is missing their miracle. But they're waiting for you to take a stand. Again, on the Sunday, I don't know what it is with us, or I don't want to say us, let's just say not us. Let's say religious people, you know. <laughs> I love, we're all God's people, I love them all, just so you know. But I don't know what it is when we deem a Sunday to be so holy, set aside for God, where the religious spirit gets really restless when we don't do or do something or somebody doesn't do something or dress a certain way or act a certain way when it doesn't line up with our method. Would you agree? Oh, I've been there, trust me. There's many churches, and if I was invited to the church, I would dress different, just so you know. This just happens to be our house. <laughs> and if I got to look a little more humble so you can see more Jesus and less me, then that's okay, do. I'm okay with that. What are you willing to do? But we get so hung up on the method that we miss the message. Jesus did everything on purpose for a purpose. Remember, he was called out who he hung out with, who he ate with, who he spent time with. Sinners. Bet you they weren't all wearing nice clothes. Anyway, I think I'm wearing nice clothes, by the way. But I believe... There's a reason that Jesus called out his limitation. There's a reason that God is calling out our limitation. Why? I believe he wants us to take a stand. And he wants to stand with us. The very thing that maybe the enemy meant to destroy you, God is going to use. He's all in the business of taking messes and turning them into messages. Is he not? Pain into purpose? Is he not? Tests, we all go through tests, we don't always... Do well at tests, but tests into testimonies. Verse 8, but Jesus knew what they were thinking. And he said to the man with the shriveled hand, get up and stand. <laughs> oh, there's going to be a show right now. Get up and stand in front of everyone. So he got up and he stood there. This is my last point. Stand up where you are. Would you stand right now? Like literally, would you stand with me right now? Stand up right now where you are. You can either stand up or you can stand down, but God is calling you to stand up where you are. I don't know where you're at, but God does. I don't know what dysfunction the enemy is trying to use to distract you from your destiny, but God does. Your faith, your family, your finances, your health. I do know that the enemy has and will always use the same thing that he's tried to use again and again, and that is fear. God is not a God of fear. He is a God of love. And perfect love drives out all fear. No fear in here. No fear in here. Nothing but love. 
fear. It could be, it could be fear that you're, you're afraid that you're going to get called out. That others might see your failures or see the things that you think are failures and you think are weaknesses and that is why you don't stand. But the scripture says in 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in where? Weakness. So the next time you catch yourself saying, or you hear that little thought in your head and it didn't come from God, I can't, I can't, I can't. But God can. It's not a setback. This is a set up. Hey, Bernie, this is a set up. I can't, but God can. I am the head, not the tail. I was made in the very image of God for he predestined for me a long time ago good things for he is able to do above and beyond all that we can hope, imagine, or dream of according to the power within. Jesus told the man with the withered hand to stand. He had to stand amongst opinion. He had to stand amongst religious people. He had to stand amongst people that knew his dysfunction and his own limitation. He had to stand, and not everybody wants to stand. But what will you stand for? What will you tolerate? What will you say yes to? In verse 10, he looked at them all. There's a lot of you here today. He looked at them all, and then he said to the man, stretch out your hand. I told you there'd be a stretch. Stretch out your hand. And he did so, and his hand was completely restored. My takeaway is just this. Stand. Stand, Rick. Stand. Sharon, stand. Bob, stand. Bonnie, stand. Andrew, stand. I know you're standing already, but you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Stand for that relationship. Stand for that person next to you. Stand for other people that won't stand for themselves. Stand for love. Love covers a multitude of sins. Stand for that. Don't stand for worry. Stand for the way. Don't stand for bad news. I told the men this morning, it's time some of us need to do a gift exchange. And when the world tries to give you bad news, you give them good news. You give them good news. Oh, you can take that bad news back because I got the good news. Sorry, I got, a bad, I got the real deal. I got authenticity. I got the real thing. Happiness sure isn't made or based on happenings. I got it. You throw whatever you want to throw at me. I'm just going to throw back the good word at you. I'm going to love you. I'm going to love that sick right out of you. More importantly, what you say yes to or what you say no to this, to in this season is who you say yes to. Again, say yes to Jesus. 2022 is the year for you. Say yes to Jesus. What a way to start the year. Say yes to relationship. He came to start a relationship with you and me.
He came into this messed up world. He knew what was getting in the way of our success was sin. We can strive all we want to strive. We can work and hard at what we want to work for. But if you don't know the why, you're going to say goodbye. You're going to say goodbye. Because this world, you will have storms. But Jesus says, take heart for I have overcome the world. And if you're here today, and you know what I'm talking about right now. You know that you've been missing the way. You've been looking for your way. Maybe even wrote down what your way is going to look like this year. Matthew 6, says, Seek first the kingdom of God, and then all things will be added unto you. It starts with him. It starts with the way being Jesus. And Paul said in Romans 10, 9, If we believe in our hearts confessing with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believing that God the Father raised his son from the grave. He did. And you know what? I can show you the evidence. I can show you men and women that gave up their lives that were tortured. There are people in the CIA that can't stand, but these, they would not deny the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Thousands of people witnessed it, wrote it down, but it doesn't matter what they believe. It's what do you believe? He came and he died for us, for you, for me. And three days later, he rose from the grave. Faith is the evidence of things hoped for yet not seen. I know it's in you. And maybe, maybe you've, you've been doing your way and you're like, hey, I'm coming back. It's just as important as the first time having the relationship. Hey, Michael Jordan had how many comebacks? Come on. Every time there's a comeback in the church, in heaven, there is praise, there is rejoicing, there is celebrating. Let today be your comeback story. Let's pray. Just repeat after me. Say, dear Jesus, here I am. Thank you for taking me as I am. Thank you that today is my comeback story. You see, I believe that you died for me. And I believe that you rose from the grave. Would you come into my heart, come into my life, and forgive me of my sins? Thank you. My past is past, and today is a new day with the way. <laughs> Just stay in this moment right now. Eyes closed in the moment. Just one question today. If today was your comeback story and you prayed that prayer for the first time ever, all eyes are closed and heads are bowed, just give me a thumbs up. Say, that's me. Thank you. Thank you. Your comeback story is being written. And your comeback story is for his glory. So why don't we worship God right now? And as we worship, we fill this tank out of faith every Sunday. Because we know part of the comeback story is the who. And Jesus said... And he commissioned every one of us. He didn't suggest it, that we are to go into all the world, making disciples, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. In Romans, it says that when we go under the water, that we are 
crucified with Christ. It's like when he went to the grave. And you leave all that stuff behind. When you come up out of the water, it says that you are resurrected with Christ. It's a very powerful thing. It's there's something amazing that happens as you walk the walk of the way. So some of you are going to step in and leave something behind tonight and step out totally changed today. But if you want that, just come on down. We have closed towels. If you want to just come forward and just, actually, I encourage you, just come forward and worship God. It's not there's nothing more, more holier than this place up here, but I just like to be around my family. I love you guys. Let's worship God. Thank you for tuning in today, and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.